0: Welcome in, everyone, to the Saturday, spinny Saturday edition of the Best Bet Show, presented by our fine sponsor at Bet Rivers. That's right. Fly those propellers. I left mine back in the friendly confines of Chicago. Uh, I'll be the black sheep, literally, today. But hey, still hope to give out some winners, some locks. Uh, again, thank you, Bet Rivers, for making this all possible and our fine overlords at Field of 68. I'm Matt. I'm running point tonight, flanked by Kai and Jim, per usual. Um, we usually do takeaways. Jim, I know you have something profound you want to say. Me and Kai will abstain so we can get right into the outline. And then, of course,
1: the most uh, meaty section of today's show, a flurry of chat about questions. Jim? Yeah, not extremely profound. But Matt, do you think maybe your best bet struggles have been because you just said no thanks to your spinny hat? Do you think maybe that's a little bit of karma? There's a lot
0: of issues underneath the surface of my best bet demise, Jim. Um, <laughs> trying to unpack what the actual main uh driver is but that could be one of them yeah i could be uh maybe i need to be a team player not on my own island
1: my takeaway was just thursday night murray state south dakota state both got huge wins both remain undefeated in difficult mid-major leagues Mm -hmm. go undefeated in no one's ever done it in the summit i think it's only been done thrice in this in the ovc so pretty impressive stuff out of those two squads could be very dangerous in a month no doubt Uh,
2: no doubt okay
1: go ahead I didn't watch
2: basketball yesterday, which was great, but I went to the Illinois Ohio state game. That was awesome. Underwood got ejected. It was sweet. Uh, the atmosphere was dope. Lots of crowd noise. It was sweet, man. I loved it a lot. Illinois uh, has really cool arena. Matt, that's my takeaway.
0: Yeah, it's fine. I'm a big roundhouse, uh, structure fan. It's really cool. uh, it's it really not quite the true, I think Wichita is the true roundhouse when I think about roundhouse environments. Sorry, only fence. I'm sure I just offended many of you with that take. Let's get into it. A lot of good action here today. Um, speaking of hype, dope environments, Kai, Waco will be one for sure as they host Kansas. Uh, the Jayhawks are coming to town and revenge will be on the mind of Sikkim after the Jayhawks bludgeon them in the first meeting key theme with a lot of these key games today is injury question marks on both sides and this one it's more one sided uh, LJ Crier and Adam Flagler for Baylor Kyre are the key notes here we have heard that Crier's a game time decision while Flagler is going to be a full go what do you make of all this
2: yeah first game uh real quick Kansas crushed Baylor by 24 it was an eye popping performance i think the real crazy stat is Baylor was 14 for 44 inside the arc could not score. Uh, in this game, Matt, I'm kind of more worried about uh, JTT being out. It, 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 you know, Baylor still has size with Flo Thamba, but that's one less big man to combat uh, David McCormick. Now, does that matter that much? This is going to be an awesome environment, Jim. Baylor plays great at home. Uh, at KU has been soaring high. I'm a little bit tempted to take them as a dog, but I'm not sure I want to fade the Baylor environment, even if Criers out of the lineup.
1: Yeah, there's a surprising amount of like shade thrown at baylor's home court uh, i think from people in the media that it's not quite as hype as maybe some of the big 12 spots or texas techs or kansas but i do think it'll be pumped today and i think the revenge angle matters a little bit for baylor flagler being closer to full go is huge and if crier is able to get out there that's just another 45 percent shooter i sort of lean towards baylor i don't want to lay anything over three though so three and a half uh, it's just a hard stay away gonna enjoy this one um but I don't know. I guess I could see if you wanted to step in on Kansas plus three and a half. I, I, it's just not for me, Matthew.
0: Yeah, Jim, I'm looking at the data from this year, and I'm looking at a one-year sample from a home court perspective is a little bit dicey, but Baylor is a net uh, four and a half. Um, they have a net plus four and a half cover margin between their home and road splits, which is 54th in the country. So uh, I, I think the home court's is pretty strong. and I can guarantee you when Kansas comes to town. Um, given the history, you go back to that year when it was KU, was it two years ago? It was the KU Baylor run for the title race. Yeah, that'll be a high home crowd. Uh, I think getting Flagler back is enormous, even without Cryer guaranteed. I would lean Baylor. Price does feel pretty sharp, though, at a minus three at most shops right now. All right, we're going to SEC country, Kai. Speaking of where the best home courts in college basketball reside, um, and then mm-hmm. within the SEC ecosystem, Bud Walton maybe the best in the entire country. They are hosted Kentucky. Speaking of big key injuries here, obviously, the two for Kentucky, Tie Ty, Ty Washington and severe Wheeler, both uh, dicey for today's game. I'm kind of with you, though. I don't know how you make Arkansas a three point favorite here. Uh, I know Jim's going to go the other way here, but I think
2: we're going to zig against our Jimmy Zag. Well, yeah, just like Kansas, it's, it's kind of tempting to take Kentucky as a dog here, but I'm not really interested in fading home Arkansas, who is 10 and six against the spread. But more importantly, Arkansas lately nine straight covers 12 and one against the spread last 13 games. They're firing on all cylinders. They actually have a chance to move into second place in the sec. They'd be tied. I think they have a tiebreaker if they win this game, which is crazy uh, compared to where they started the season. Washington Wheeler. I think being out Jim is huge. Uh, if they are indeed out. Yeah, they handled LSU, but on the road at Arkansas with their length, their, their quickness in the perimeter, that's going to be an issue. And, can Jalen Williams cause problems for Sheboy if he plays the five, pull him away from the basket? That probably cuts both ways on both ends there, but I think Arkansas has uh, the juice to, to cover this game.
1: Yeah, it's it, Sheboy's going to get his. Uh, I think that's yep. kind of generally accepted. Every game they play, he's going to have thirteen to fifteen rebounds. Scoring wise, maybe not as efficient. Um, Arkansas have been really impressed with their defense. They've been especially potent on the perimeter. Uh, a little more switchable than we anticipated, I think. The, the defense has been really, really yep. good. They're pesky. Top 15 in the country per 10 Palm. So I, this was two and a half before the show, but I'm going to still stick with it. Arkansas minus three at Bet Rivers. Best bet for me. Uh, Kentucky has crumbled multiple times on the road. Without Wheeler and Washington, there's a chance they both play. But there's also a chance neither plays. And I think that's yep. worth the gamble. Even if they're in there, maybe there's some uh, shakeups with trying to get them reinvigorated into the lineup. Uh, reintegrated. thats probably the better word, uh, but I like the Razorbacks at home. Kentucky has been flying high, but I just think going on the road without those guys is really different than getting yep. some wins at, at RUP with them or without them. So Arkansas minus three best bet for me, Matt.
0: Yeah, Jim, I actually see a two and a half in my bet rivers account per the Arizona site. So, uh, all right, I'll take that. With, minus two and a half. I, I think I'm gonna give you two and a half. I'm sorry. I'm going to do it folks. So well you done. Get get two and a half. The, Boom, he gets, gets two and it. a half, decided. Bangs, gavel, gavel. Bang, cattle, uh, <laughs> bang. Another point in Jim's favor here, just Jordan Majeski, the GOAT insider of college basketball on Twitter, just got word that UK insider confirms Wheeler is trending in the right direction. Uh-oh. Um, so, sorry, that's, that goes against Jim's take. Um, but, hey, maybe sorry. he plays and he forces it. It's hurt here. and actually is a liability. And ties more important, I agree, Jim. All right, Kai, we're staying in SEC country for our third game of the outline down to Rocky Top, where the Vols have been – I would say a wagon this season, all of their big victories have come in the friendly confines of uh, Thompson bowling arena. They're playing Auburn, uh, an SEC team who has been following that same trend of home road chasm splits. I lean Tennessee here. Uh, There's some key injuries up front. I know John Fulkerson is dicey with a hip uh, puts a lot of onus on Mr. Adu, the physical specimen uh, who's been asked to do a lot for Rick Barnes recently. Can he withstand the uh, interior
2: fortress? That is Walker Kessler. Uh, you know, this is the third straight game, Matt, where we have a team that's better on the road that I'm tempted to take as a dog, but Auburn on the road, lost to Florida, lost to Arkansas, beat Georgia by two, beat Mizzou by one, three and six against the spread this year. Bad road team. Mm. They're a bad road team. Unfortunately, I don't know why. I hope that doesn't carry on to the tournament because I really think they're good on on a neutral floor, Jim. I, I take them probably to my final four. Once that bracket comes out and Tennessee's good at home. We saw them dismantle Kentucky last time in Knoxville. I also think this Tennessee team is kind of flying under the radar. Top 35 in offense now in Kempom. Number four defense. Uh, Auburn, Jim, like I said, they're tempting as a dog, but those road splits have me staying away.
1: Yeah, I like Tennessee. I I almost considered adding them to the SEC best bet slate here, but didn't quite go that far. Uh, Auburn's just – Bad on the road, Kai. I have a theory as to why. It's because their guards are kind of boneheads. Uh, they, they can be yeah. really exciting, That's, but they're volatile. Wendell Green, Katie Johnson, mm-hmm. they play with such extreme confidence that sometimes that confidence leads to bad shots. So you, you get Kessler every single game, but sometimes you don't get enough touches for Jabari Smith offensively because of the guard confidence, because of the way teams are starting to game plan against Auburn. They can't feed off the crowd energy the same way. Like Katie Johnson gets a, a turbo boost anytime the Auburn yeah. arena crowd erupts and it's not going to have that here. Vols undefeated at home this year. I definitely lean towards yeah. Tennessee, just not quite willing to lay that number, man.
0: Yeah. I think the price is like a point too high for me to lay it, Jim, but I definitely am that way. I actually kind of think the angle of playing in an up and down type of game. If Auburn dictates the frenetic pace sort of helps Zakai Ziegler and Kennedy Chandler, who I think sometimes are kind of caught into like this rigid, bogged down half court offense that Rick Barnes wants to run. It's like, let those dudes loose, man. They're so dynamic in space. Um, looked really, really uh, tight for space, especially in that Arkansas game at Bud Walton. Um, last game here on the outline before we get to chat mob round one, Jim, you're going to leave this one off here. Michigan state Sparty hosting Purdue. Everyone and their mother seemed to sniff out the stinky line on this one, hammering Purdue at the opener. It's been bet up to, I believe five now Purdue uh, laying five on the road. There's just not a lot to like about the way this Michigan state team is trending. Um, although you can make the argument that Michigan state catching five at home is a pretty cheap price. I'm not going to, and I've been the token Sparty defender all year. What do you see here?
1: Yeah, I don't, I just think Sparty's not very good right now. Talent level's not there. The rotation is completely discombobulated. They have no idea who's going to be playing well and playing significant minutes from a game to game basis. That is a tough way to go in against the Purdue team that I think is surging a little bit to playing better uh, Jaden Ivey getting the keys when they when they go pick and roll ha- has been really lethal. Uh, at three and a half, Kai, I would have considered Purdue, but five, I think the market has has put it up maybe closer to where it belongs with the way Michigan State has been playing lately. They've lost five of six. Like that, that's, a, yeah. like, they are really in a rut right now. Uh, I'm not willing to jump in front of the train with Michigan State, Kai.
2: Uh yeah, I mean they've been terrible. You said they've lost five of six. They haven't covered in six of the last seven. So it's it's both ATS and straight up. Michigan State is looking awful. Purdue, I was surprised, 0-4 against the spread their last four. Um, and we know they're not super great, or at least not as great away from Mackey um ATS-wise. Purdue's issue is defensively, though. And I'm not sure Michigan State, Matt, can take advantage of that, can exploit that because their offense is not uh very enticing. They don't really have a guy who can play the five, pull Edie slash uh, Williams away from the hoop. And if they do play a guy like Hall at that spot, that leads to defensive issues on the other end. Purdue's going to crush the glass. I mean, that's a fact. And they should score a ton. I'm not sure I can back Michigan State here, even at five, even at home.
0: Yeah, you mentioned Hall. I think he's the X factor, but Reed's reads like he's playing hurt right now. So he's a shell of himself mm-hmm. and you certainly can't trust him at less than 100%. Can you mention the Purdue... Um, less than stellar play on the road relative to odds makers' expectations. They are uh, minus 3.9 against the spread cover margin away from Mackie. So uh, I like when the data backs up the anecdotes, guys. It's always fun. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's time for Chat My Round One. Who is my czar? Oh, wait, I know who it is. It's Kai. Take it away. It's, it's not Jim. Kai. It's not Kai. It's Jim. How did you get that roll?
2: <laughs> Airball. <laughs> Airball. 50 50 shot. Oh, <laughs> Man, that's. that's hey, I should play Coins
1: poorly all year. All right, so. year.
2: Tails, 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 tails,
1: tails. Uh, all right, let's start with Pat Taylor's best bet. Surprise, it's not in the outline here, but you know it's a big game. Oregon minus four and a half hosting USC. I agree with it. I think the Ducks get the win. Boogie Ellis might be out for this one again. Isaiah White might be out for it again. It's been bet up. It was yep. two. I wrote I wrote this up for picks wise, and it was two last night. It is it's now up to four, four and, and a half. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, um, it's steep, but I would still lean towards Oregon, guys. What do you think, Kai?
2: Yeah, a bit steep. Uh, but with those injuries you mentioned, and a USC team that I don't—I frankly don't think they're that great. Um, I know their record's impressive because it's always impressive, but I, I, I don't believe in this team. Once again, uh, broken record, Kai. Uh,
1: all right, Matt. Austin P under Scott Craig is asking about the over. Steam has betted up. This is not my best bet under today, guys. The Austin P Eastern Illinois game—I considered it. it was almost my best bet under of the day. It's not, Matt. What do you think on the total there?
0: Uh, no take. I mean, I think you guys are probably going in the right direction here. It's worth noting that without Kawan Clements, Eastern Illinois is kind of helpless on offense. They basically have no point guard, not that they had much fun to begin with. So I guess you could make a case that helps the under even more than oh, yeah. the already, you know, decrepit offenses that both team boast, especially Eastern Illinois. Uh,
2: I guess I lean that way. Sure. Eastern Illinois, eight and 20 to the under awesome P six and 18 to the under. Ooh. So two of the biggest under teams in the country.
1: Uh, yeah, weird that has been getting bet up. Kai, Lante S. asking about uh, three different uh, minus three or so bets he's got. Radford at NCANT is the first one. I agree with him here. I like a a little bit, minus three yeah. at home. Anything right. for I one do too. Other one? Yeah, I do too. Good. Uh, Matthew, Seton Hall at Xavier. This is his next one. Does Xavier, who is also, like Michigan State, lost oh. five of their last six, do they write the ship against the Pirates? uh
0: torn on this one jim what's the status on nate johnson is there anything official i think he matters um, yeah nothing official yet i i kind of want to take xavier here at home but i wouldn't bet unless he plays i think he matters a lot from the guy who says injuries don't matter i think they need his shooting will inside out balance that
1: offense all right kai you get bedlam lante likes oklahoma at home i was three and a half taking on oklahoma state what do you think here uh yeah i lean that way jim
2: obviously it's a huge rivalry game anything can happen but OU. I mean, their season, it's on the line right now. They have to win this game. They lose. Their tournament hopes are pretty much done. They're already pretty slim as it is. Uh, so minus three and a half, I'm leaning towards Sooners.
1: Yeah, I, I have a hard time figuring that one out. I'm, I'm not certain. Yeah. Uh, from Matt Akers, Matthias, Virginia Tech at Miami, Florida. The home team is in the, converse, or in the tournament right now. The away team is trying to get in the conversation. Do you think the Hokies, who are actually much better per analytical rankings, can get a road win?
0: Yeah, I do. I mean, I think they get high quality shots. There's a shot quality chart that came out yesterday. It talks about just showed how efficient the looks they get are and how much they convert them. I do lean Hokies here on the road, um, but I don't know. It's kind of a coin flip for me. The ACC has been all over the place. It's just a tough conference to read. So in general, I stay away from these games.
1: Kaya PK asks why the Jacksonville Florida Gulf coastline is what it is. He thinks it's fishy. Uh, Man, I just I'm inclined to stick with the Dolphins. I I don't really care what the line is right now. I think they're still a little undervalued in the market. I think the coaching edge is just monstrously in favor of Jacksonville here. Uh, Dun Martin had 41 against Liberty last game. I I think there's a little letdown effort coming for for FGCU.
2: Yeah, Dolphins are the second best ATS team in the country. They covered 75% of their games. Um, You know, trends don't mean everything. But I agree. The coaching edge here is huge, Jim, because Florida Gulf Coast should be an awesome team this year with the amount of talent they have. And they're just pretty good. I believe the line, but I lean
1: towards the Dolphins. Uh, Matt, you get another total question. Uh, that is UMKC against South Dakota State. <laughs> couple folks in the chat, like the over there, are you worried about South Dakota State not having anything to play for? Maybe that slows it down a bit, but there could be just inefficiency bonanza here.
0: Yeah, it's been bed down from 152 to 150 and a half. I, I do kind of lean me over just because I, I think this game plays like a, you know, a more apathetic Jackrabbit team like we saw against Oral Roberts where, I mean, they don't play much defense to begin with. They really didn't play defense in that game. Maybe a repeat of that. So I lean over and you get an extra point and a half of value at this time too. All
1: right, Kai, you get Sanford at Chattanooga. Scott Craig asked why Sanford's getting eight and a half. I tend to agree. I mean, I think the numbers are a little low, but Chattanooga has Zippo to play for other than a little yep. bit of uh, revenge against Sanford. They've already lost to them once. So perhaps that's the motivation angle, but they clinch the one seed.
2: Yeah, they got the one seed. Um, you could probably see a scenario where they kind of do some load management with, with given they're not a super, super, super deep team. And Sanford's been playing really well lately. Uh, so I, I'd probably in their way here at eight and a half.
1: Yeah, they got the Sousa back. He didn't play a huge minute load. Maybe he starts to ramp up before the yeah. tournament, or maybe they rest him. Like That's, that's kind of hard to read. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alright, Matthew, your question. Vandy at Mississippi State. Multiple people asking about this one. Austin Raley uh, was the one I got it from. Vandy's been playing better with uh, with Mr. Robbins in there, but Mississippi State at home is like legitimately a different team. So Different team.
0: Yeah, it's like the biggest split in the entire country between home and road performance and Vandy without Chapman. I don't fully trust. It's a Big number, though, Jim. I don't know if I'd lay uh, – what's the current? I'm trying to refresh my page. Six here. and a half? Six and a half. It's too rich for me. I think I'd like it closer for like five, per se. So, stay away.
1: Sorry. Kai, in the Sun Belt, two teams that don't play any defense, the first game was a shootout. Central Arkansas at Lipscomb. Uh, I believe Asagio yeah. went for like 35 and 20 in the first game, but Central Archie put up 90-plus. Another over? What do you think?
2: Yeah, I'd probably in the over here. You're right. Neither team plays defense, can't stop each other. I probably went towards Central Arkansas with the points, too
1: yeah lipscomb just has not impressed me this year no uh matt from pound it live colgate blew out navy in the first one now they're laying seven at home do you feel this is a road flip-flop and you got to back the water troops or are you saying colgate gets it done again
0: i don't really want to fake colgate they've been just on fire the last I think they won 13 or something like that they just every single every time i think they're overvalued they continue to outpace the oddsmakers expectations that said jim the seed troops, our seed troops catching seven. I lean that way, I think, just on a
1: pure price perspective. Yeah, and Greg I th- Summers missed last game, but not sure if he's going to be back for Navy. They played fine without
0: him earlier. Like, I mean, I know he's awesome,
1: but
2: I think both teams are locked, but I know Colgate's locked, but I think Navy's locked in the two seed because they have the tiebreaker over Boston. Oh, yeah, good
1: point. Yep. Yeah. It's part of me maybe likes the under there. Navy unders have been <laughs> awesome lately, like nine in a row or something. Games <laughs> barely get over 100 points. Uh, Kai from Evan. He might be in attendance for this one. I'm not positive. Uh, Alabama hosting South Carolina, fighting Frank Martins on the road. I don't want to lay points with Alabama, Kai. They, they, I, I don't find them trustworthy. Do you agree?
2: Uh, I agree with you, Jim. And 11 seems high for, hey, a Gamecocks team, Matt, your team. Uh, they're coming around. They're, they're playing better. Yeah, I know. As soon as
1: you give up on a team, they start to play well. Uh, yeah, I'd lean towards South Carolina. Uh, Lante asked, why is Longwood a dog to Campbell? Uh, it's because Longwood has Zippo to play for too. They have clinched the one seed in their league. The uh, they, they, I guess, could end up tying with Winthrop for the conference title, but they're automatically the one, which means they host the entire Big South tournament. I could see Campbell being much more motivated here. Uh, Stucky on our other show said that they're still playing for the four seed, so they definitely have more to play for than Longwood. I think that helps explain that line. All right, let's do one more for each of you and then we'll get back to the outline matt another total question the paris loves arizona colorado over at altitude do you think arizona's pace continues at at that level and do we see an over there
0: yeah i mean i think arizona and gonzaga too it's just like betting the unders feels like such a you know I, i would be terrified to bet the unders just from that angle like i lean over Um, can Kyle control the tempo? I don't think they keep it close. So there's no reason for them to play slow if they're down double digits. I guess I lean over. Sure.
1: All right, Kyle. Then you get a big one in the Miac. jets, Pete North Carolina central headed to Howard. He liked NC central. I kind of do too, Mm -hmm. Uh, but the first game was one of the wildest of the entire season. Like I think both teams had a 98% chance to win at one point in the game. The win probability was nuts. So what do you think?
2: Yeah, I think these teams are a little closer than the market appears to think they are. So 6 feels like a little bit too much. I lean towards NC
1: Central. Yeah, got that first game. It, the looking at the win probability chart is like a it, it's it's hard to even process. Substep,
2: substep, substep.
1: Yep. Uh, all right. Let's go back to the outline. Matthias, you take it over. I will continue logging chat questions and Hey, hit the like button. Smash as it. you.
0: Yeah. Just, just, well, don't break your keyboard, I guess, but yeah. if, if it registers a like, I don't really care about your keyboard person. <laughs> uh, hey, outline time. It is part two. Biggie's country Creighton at Providence mm-hmm. uh, man. The friars we've been, uh, we've had some shade for over discussing narrative of how lucky quote unquote, this team has been this season. Jim short favorite against Creighton, a young Creighton team, a banged up Creighton team. I think, again, embodies how little the odds makers and most analytic uh, appraisers in the market feel about this fire team. Uh, Al Durham playing through a sports hernia. uh, Not great. And then Jared Bynum, I believe he limped off late, but that was just cramps, So he's going to play today, but he's key. I mean, without Durham, you have to have Bynum in there. You cannot be without one or both those dudes. Uh, and then obviously Nemhard's done for the year for Creighton. I think he's the key most recent injury there. A lot to make sense of this handicap. Providence with the Big East title on the line. Yada yada yada. Where do you sit?
1: Man, it's hard to figure. Um, I, I think the Nemhard injury is probably the most overriding factor here. They, they haven't had to play without him. He's playing over 35 minutes a game as a freshman. That tells you how important he is to that squad. Maybe and, Andrunika Shvili can fill in a little bit at point guard, but Kai, I think that loss might be a little too much to overcome. That said. Friars laying more than two possessions. They never win games by two possessions. That's, that's unheard mm-hmm. of for them. So I'm not mm-hmm. willing to uh, lay five with the Friars.
2: The luckiest team in America. Oh, uh, was a plucky uh, young underdog. That's currently fourth in the big East, by the way, and Fantastic. Yeah. Hey, Providence. Yes, they're winning. Gets a spread one and three, last four, four and six, last 10. This is why spreads are cool because Providence can lose against the spread. Even if they are winning games outright. Uh, I don't think Creighton is going to compete without Nembhard. That really worries me. Uh, it sucks he broke his wrist. He's so important to them. He's the only true point guard on the roster. You know, Roddy's going to have to run some point now. You have to do it by committee approach. I think that's a big issue. Um, but, Matt, Creighton's defense still largely intact. It's the best in the Big East. They really run cheaters off the line. Right. With Caulkburner inside, you can funnel guys uh, right into them, into the paint, and it works. And that's that's got to be their edge tonight. Five points. Feels a little bit high, but I don't want to backrate without Nimbard.
0: Yeah, if I'm a Providence fan, I don't really care about the narratives that we're spewing out either. It's like, hey, we're winning games. We're looking like a top three, yeah. four seed in the tournament. Um, I guess the irony is that they're located in Providence, which is in Tortecy, one of the, the bigger gambling havens in the country. So they probably care a little bit. I know the dunk is always a, a fun place to go root for a, a spread bet. All right, looking we're going to go. Hopefully they've yeah. filled,
1: the, filled in the holes in the roof and we don't get a leaky roof this time after the Xavier game was delayed. Ooh, interesting. By Dripping, dripping water. That was a pain.
0: Or maybe they reroute those holes to drip in the Creighton side of the floor or something. So it's an extra point of value for a problems. little water torture, just dripping yeah. on them the whole game. Yeah, yeah waterboarding would probably be a, would, would be a tough tough thing to overcome. Um, we're going all the way out west for the second to last game. Sorry, third to last game on our outline. St. Mary's hosting Gonzaga. Seems like every time these two teams play, the narrative is kind of the same. Where even though St. Mary's might be playing well, could be looking feisty. You love Randy Ben. What he can do as a coach Just Gonzaga seems to have their number. Kai. I've mm-hmm. at the point now with Gonzaga where I just have two separate ratings for them. They play to like 110 when they're in conference. And then out of conference, they're just like a hundred. They're awesome outside of conference. They're invincible in conference. I'm not fanning Gonzaga. I think the line's hold too high. Where do you stand?
2: Zags laughed at the suggestion of being a mere 10 point favorite over San Francisco uh, and they're laughing now. Yeah, I, I have to lean towards Gonzaga. They beat St. Mary's by 16 at home. They're up by 21. They're just unstoppable. Uh, they're the best team in the country. It's not that close. <laughs> There's matchup issues everywhere for St. Mary's. They're going to try to set the pace here. I'm not sure they can. I'm I'm pretty sure San Francisco tried to do that, too, and that didn't work out at all. Um, so I'm leaning towards Gonzaga here, Jim.
1: Yeah, Gonzaga, Gonzaga's played three games below 70 possessions in league play, 67 yeah. against St. Mary's, and it just didn't matter. St. Mary's couldn't score. Like, that's the difference. This, this Gonzaga team has a really, really strong defense unless you are reigning in perimeter shots, which is what San Francisco did to hang around for a little bit, and then they just kind of ran out of gas. I don't think St. Mary's has that kind of offensive firepower, especially if Dukas <laughs> continues to be a little bit banged up for them. Tommy Cousy can, can run can run rampant against San Francisco's backcourt but not against not against the Gonzaga backcourt. So I am leaning towards the Zags, laying the points, Matt. Like you said, kind of two different ratings and two different ratings in terms of motivated versus unmotivated. Yeah. This is the second best team in the league. They're going to be locked in for this one.
0: Yeah, I said before I hand it off to Kai, I think it's a little too high. But again, I think that's from a pure basic handicapping approach. Gonzaga warrants a different approach. So you kind of have to toss that out, in my opinion. St. Mary's did play them fairly competitively. Um, in the kennel i thought I actually did a decent job of controlling the tempo as as best you can do but i don't know the way the zags are playing i mean that san francisco game has me terrified that looks like a historically good team the way chet and drew are operating in tandem up front First name basis huh i like it that's right i know i know him well i like all the players i know well i call them first name basis um <laughs> hey kai arch yeah. madness is upon us Love and uh, the team that will be the number one seed will be decided today in Cedar Falls, Iowa, Northern Iowa, hosting the Blurs, Purple Panthers versus the Fighting Sister Jeans. Whatever you want to call it. Plenty of ways to skin, or millions of ways to hype up this game. First place in the Valley at stake here. Yeah. I love both teams. We both love both teams. We all three of us love both teams. What's the matchup angle here?
2: Well, uh, Young Kai has a North, Northern Iowa future to win the league here, so I'm really hoping they can pull it out. I'm nervous, though, Matt. Uh, game one wasn't close. They only won by 27. They were 14 for 27 from deep. Which you know may not be repeatable, but 21 for 28 inside the arc. It was Matador defense by the Panthers in that mm-hmm. game. Conversely, you and I was 13 for 34 inside the arc. So hopefully, you and I wakes up this game. They have been playing better since then. They've won twice on the road. They beat most state by 20 at home. That was an impressive effort. You and I, luckily, Jim, for our luck, they have the ultimate weapon. They can get piss hot from deep. AJ Green might be the best player on the floor. Could go for 30. Noah Carter's emergence inside is really really been something for them. Hopefully that continues. Give me you and I, I'm i I'm leaning lean towards them at plus two here, Jim, let's cash that futures ticket.
1: Yeah. Lean towards you and you and I too. I think the line should have been like three and a half, but, uh, or, or sorry, it, it should have been closer to like a pick them. Uh, but then Loyola beat Evansville by a hundred and that kind of yeah. changed things a little bit. So I don't really buy that. I think Evansville is completely broken and Loyola mm-hmm. was definitely looking to run up the score there. Smartly, to, to be clear, like they should be doing that considering their bubble position. But uh, yeah, slightly to Northern Iowa, but the better team that's still playing for an at-large bid, Loyola. Yeah. I'm scary. not betting this game. Other than, Kai, like you said, I have the future. I'm hedging with Loyola. Basically split position here, 50-50. It's, I didn't feel strong enough either way to tilt my my wager towards one side. So. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I try to get really cute with this handicap and think about what I would have made this game at the start of the season. Um, and I would have probably had Northern Iowa as a short favorite. Yeah. Um, obviously Loyola went to that that level close to what they got last year. Um, Northern Iowa struggled out of the gates. Now they're playing better. Austin Five still a shell of himself. They basically retooled the offense to to play without him. Right, smaller, more three point shooting, space it out, drive it. Uh, Noah Carter's been kind of the key to that. No play for me. Just going to be an awesome basketball game. Uh, and I hope you guys cash your purple ticket futures. Good luck to you both.
1: I don't actually care since either side pays the same for me now.
0: Oh, that's right. Uh, I'm, I'm a
1: genius, whatever. Okay. Jim, well,
0: this next one, uh, we all three selfishly have a lot on the line monetarily. Wagner, Wagner. going to Bryant. Um, yeah, got millions of dollars. Let's not undersell how much money we have on the line here. A big game here in the end. Uh, I kind of hedged. I should have hedged more. Anyway, Brian is hosting Wagner. Um, handicaps very simple for me. Kempom has this as a Wagner one point victory, but Kempom is not accounting for the impact of Elijah Ford and how Wagner has looked much more vulnerable the last few weeks without him. Bryant, on the other hand, has been nothing short of a juggernaut, and I think Bryant smacks them tonight. Um, I'm considering adding this as a best bet off the hip, just because my gut is screaming at me that Bryant wins with emphatic fashion. Am I going too crazy, Mister McCann?
2: No, I think it's Bryant's game. You're right. Uh, Wagner's not the same without Ford. I mean, losing to Fairleigh Dickinson was pathetic. Like, I know FDU hit a bunch of shots, but you cannot lose the worst team in the conference if you're playing for an outright one seed in the tournament. Uh, It's crazy. Bryant, Jim, they're on a different planet right now. They're 10-2 and against the spread the last 12. I'm not set in front of them. I think they get it done here at home.
1: Yeah, these teams are in different classes now. Wagner's whole thing is like toughness and grit. But that doesn't matter if you can't score with Bryant. And without Elijah Ford, they can't score with Bryant. That is an issue. Mm-hmm. Peter Kiss has scored 30-plus in six straight games. He's now the nation's leading scorer by more than a point, guys. Like How about he, that? He has completely wow. separated himself. Uh, yeah, it's it's probably Bryant for me. I love Morales. I love Will Martinez. But there's not a lot of depth to that Wagner squad now. Price Noel is he's broken. The replacement yep. to Elijah Ford is, is, is not working out well for them. Oh. Definitely feels like Bryant's game for me. Yeah, I think Rutgers could use Peter Kiss, former Rutgers transfer. Um, but,
0: hey, I guess they're just playing pretty well without him. Yeah, I love Brian here. Uh, nothing really else to add. Um, that concludes the outline. Let's go back to chat, mob Round two.
1: We are bordering on 40 questions, guys. That tells Holy you how, how quick you need to be. Uh we got right. 14 minutes All tips, baby. Yep. Kai from J Rush, Lamar at Tarleton State. What do you got? Lean Tarleton because I hate Lamar. Boom, done. Yeah, Lamar stinks. Uh, Scott Craig, UNC Wilmington at Delaware. I think it's a little big. Wilmington still in play for the one seat in that tournament, the conference title. I think they hang around at Delaware. Matthias, also from Scott Craig, Weber State at Northern Arizona. Weber has struggled lately. Yep. Does that continue?
0: Yeah, they're in a free fall. I like NIU at home. They have a good home court there at the, uh, the Sky Dome. You've been there, Jim. You've been there in person. You know what that's like. I think Weber's a fade team right now.
1: Kai, in the ACC, Joe Gunderson asking about the NC battle. UNC yeah. at NC State. Do you think the Wolfpack wake up for this one? I, I do think they do. <laughs> I lean towards NC State here. All right. Uh, uh, no, we'll, we'll go to Matt here. Actually, we'll go to me. From Fondell, Moorhead at SIU Edwardsville. Here is my best bet under, ladies and gentlemen. We found it. It's like a, like a needle in a haystack. We're searching for it. But under 130 and a half in this one. Edwardsville has been a great under team without Ray Taylor. Morehead is a terrific defensive team. I think this one should avoid overtime. It's a 10 point spread. Maybe we won't get overtime. That'd be great. Uh, but I like the under there best bet under 130 and a half. Matthias talk about your bonnies. They're heading to St. Joe's. They need big wins to get into that bubble picture. Do they blow out the Hawks? Um, it certainly feels
0: that way, but the market smashed this up to seven and a half right now. I almost Goodness. think it's too big. I almost want to go the other way at this price, honestly, but I'm not going to, cause I know St. Joe's does not guard anyone and couldn't guard us three and two ghosts.
1: Yeah. I, I love the way Bonnie's playing right now. I think the, the five seniors have kind of dialed it in. So I still lean their way. Kai, another question from Fondell, South Florida at Cincinnati. Is this as simple as fade South
2: Florida? Uh, I lean that way. Yeah. 12 seems like a lot of points for Cincinnati, but it's South Florida. They suck. I would lean towards the Bearcats.
1: Yeah, they're going to force them to shoot, and South Florida cannot shoot. And bet down. <laughs> Who's betting Joe. South Florida? Why, why folks? Matt, uh, two, a two-pack from Jay rush here. Air Force at New Mexico. Tough one to figure. New Mexico is much better at the pit, but Air Force is much better as a dog. Do you have a side on that one?
0: No, stay away. I don't like New Mexico as a semi-large favorite, um, but... I think they could run circles around air force's poorest defense right now. So
1: no, take. Yeah, it feels weird. They're, no they're such an against. ISO scoring team playing against a zone. I don't know if that really works out well. For That's them, true. The matchup's but, not exactly ideal. That's a yeah, good point. Fair. tough. Uh, Kai, the other one from Jay rush, Tennessee state at Belmont, Belmont just got whooped by, uh, by Murray. So maybe there's some revenge factor, but I don't think they have anything to play for in terms of seating. Meanwhile, Tennessee yeah. state kind of does, but. Belmont is a big fave against the bottom dregs of this conference. I usually like them.
2: Especially a dumb team like Tennessee State. They're going to run with them. Uh, I think Belmont's going to score it well. side so lean towards Belmont.
1: Yeah. All right, Matt pack from Ryan Abramowitz. <laughs> Miami, Ohio at Toledo. Do the Rockets continue to destroy teams here? Or with Delonte Brown back, do the Red Hawks hang around?
0: Yeah, I lean Miami at the opener, but it's been bet down pretty heavily. Uh, it's at 11 now, so certainly not going to rush into Fade Toledo. I've been enrolled in Fade Toledo Anonymous a uh, few few, many times, so uh, tired of relapsing. Jim, what was the second one? Sorry. I didn't say it
1: because I'm giving it to Kai. Yes. Colorado State at Utah State. Late, late, late cap here. Um, David Roddy on the road. You, you trust him? My number says
2: you should bet Colorado State. My uh, heart says Utah State gets it done at home.
1: Yeah, they got Brock Miller back last game, maybe that starts to trend up for them, having yeah. another shooter out there. Uh, Matthew, in the big sky, Eastern Washington at Sacramento State. Sacramento State just actually won a game by a lot against Idaho. Eastern Washington's definitely the better team. I don't know. What do you think about this game?
0: Uh, yeah, what is it? A five-point spread currently? Sorry, yeah, Eastern four Washington and late. Four yeah. and a half. Yeah, I think that's about right. Um, I'd no take for me here, Jim. I guess I lean Ewash. I think I've been higher on them than most people have this season. So it could just be a stubborn Matt gut play for me.
1: Uh, Josh Garrett wondered about the Butler line there at Marquette getting about eight. Kai, I actually lean towards Butler. I just think with Hodges and Enzi, they're a different team, decent, feisty dog. Don't love Marquette as a favorite. So my lean was to the Bulldogs there.
2: I think Marquette uh, simply because the first game was such an anomaly for Butler. It was their highest points per possession since they played Chaminade in the the Maui Invitational. Um, It was complete out of body experience. I don't think they're going to do that again. So I lean Marquette.
1: All right, Matt, the badge heading to Rutgers. Are they are they going to have the House of Horrors experience at the rack?
0: Yeah, you know how this goes, right? It's the same movie every time. I think Rutgers wins. It's two and a half. Uh, it's been bet up to two and a half from one and a half. I think if you can buy the hook down to two, Maddie buy hooks. That's my recommendation as Kai and Jim shake their head. Yeah. Uh, I think
2: Wisconsin wins outright. Take Wisconsin money line.
1: Rutgers yeah, won at Wisconsin. Matt, how many times has buying the hook helped you this year?
2: Uh, hey, it's helped me twice in the last two weeks. I'll have to do the math.
1: I'll do the math. I'll, I'll present my findings after the six. That's, that's a bologna sausage. Uh, Kai, from Chris Malicki, William & Mary at Hofstra. William & Mary scored 28 points last game. Hofstra lost by 30 to Elon. What do you yeah. do with this game? It's 17 and a half points.
2: I'd I probably take William & Mary. Uh, it, it, the value is on the dog, yeah, per I usual.
1: I would lean the same yes. way. In this Got conference, it. yes, large dogs. I agree. Matt, Chris's other question. Denver at Western Illinois. I kind of lean towards the Pios. I don't think the Leathernecks have been very good this in, in conference play. They they were awesome in non com but haven't trended the same way in league play. What do you think?
0: Uh, I'm looking at Denver's home road splits. They actually have not been that bad away from home this season. I would lean the Pios too, Jimmy. Yeah, suddenly they're well coached and can be competent. Away Shocking! From, away what a wild them, yeah. concept. A good coach,
1: all right, Kai. From Joe, a big one in the Big 12 didn't make the outline. Texas and the West Virginia Mountaineers mm. are pretty much on their last legs, and maybe need to win out to be in the NCAA tournament. But Texas, I don't really trust them on the road. Do they get it done?
2: I think West Faw is a bit broken. I think Texas can overwhelm them. I, I went towards the Longhorns.
0: Kedron Johnson likely out today. Uh, kind of need your point guard,
2: yeah, your, I dude, would your dude, your dude, Kedron guy, Johnson,
0: my guy, my boy. Is there a point the write-ups call him that now i feel like they give him he brings up the ball a little bit more than he used to Mm, i don't know whatever
1: not how i He matters but hey yeah uh chad k asked about ucla at oregon state tonight this one seemed a little high and oregon state was feisty against usc but it was shorthanded usc might get shorthanded UCLA. Matt, what do you think? The Beavers keep it close. It's like 13 and a half now.
0: I kind of like the Beavers. Um, Yeah, Juzang did his ankle again. I think they're just really wounded right now. And the Beavers did get Alatiche back, I think, last game. I'm tired of tracking that team's injuries, but I think he did return and he does matter. So I don't know. If you are at Oregon State, good luck to you, but that's probably the right side
1: in my opinion. Deshaun Davis went absolutely nuts last game for Oregon State. Dominated USC. Maybe he does the same. Uh, Kai Max knows best. He likes Yale money line at Cornell. Cornell fighting for that spot in the Ivy tournament. Mm-hmm. They're neck and neck with Harvard. Yale's been bet up though. Do you agree with that movement?
2: I think so. I, I really do like Yale. Uh, I'm not sure they have. Well, they're still jockeying for the one seed. Which how important yeah. is that in the Ivy? It actually could matter this year because three t- three top teams are the best teams. Um, yeah, Seems like point. by a wide margin. Yep. Um, I probably wouldn't take money line. You're laying a lot of juice there, minus 160 ish, probably. Um, so if you like, Yale, I'd probably take, um, i probably lay the points.
1: All right, Matt. Maine, they no longer have Richard Barron in charge, but they're getting 11 at UMBC. They actually covered last game without Barron. Do you think they can do so again? Yeah, let's go, Black Bears. All right. I, yeah, are, they've that. been competently great. They they've yeah, been better. Kind of been impressed with them. Sorry, that was a bad bear impression. I won't do that ever again. It was a good that bear was, impression. I'll retire that. Pirate bear. Pirate, 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 pirate. No. Uh, from Jay Rush, I like this one a lot, so I'll answer it. Seattle at Dixie State. Matt, I love your Red Hawks on the road here. 82? They are 14 of 61 from three in their last two games, or maybe it's 14 of 63. Like they just can't make a shot, and they're a good shooting team. And Dixie State doesn't have the athletes to really bother them doesn't have the size inside to take advantage of Seattle's lack of paint presence. So I like Seattle quite a bit on the road there. They dominated the first matchup too. final score. Very misleading. So I agree with you. I like Red Hawks there. Yeah. Uh, Matt, right back to you from chip Missouri state at Evansville laying about 14, 14 and a half is Evansville just dead without Newton. I mean, they lost last game by 50. How do you, how do you back them only getting 13 and a half 50,
0: Yeah. Yeah. The market has just completely pounded Missouri state. It's up to 15 now. And um, while Missouri state can be Jekyll and Heidi, I just think they're categorically more talented and are at no risk of like a letdown against Evansville. Like, no, I think
1: they pound Evansville. Uh, Matt, right back to you too, just because you love Duke. Sorry, Kai, but he's getting the Duke at Syracuse question. We've we've had uh, questions about the side and total Matthias. Do you have a lean on either one of those?
0: Yeah, I mean, I like Duke. Um, I think they can attack the zone. I'm tired of the way Coach K is managing rotations. Please play Jeremy Roach more. Please play Mark Williams more uh, if he's listening. Uh, Those would be my recommendations. I think seven's too cheap. I would take seven, not a dime higher, though, Kai.
1: Yeah, uh, over, i probably lean towards. I think that'll be up and down. And Yeah, no total take, sorry. Uh, Kai, the zoo, you get to talk about your alma mater. They are headed to LSU. My flag indicates my feelings on this team. I think they stink. I think Xavier Pinson pounds them in a revenge game. Do you agree? Yeah,
2: Yeah, I think they boat race them, Jim. I think LSU wins by a billion points. Sets a
1: record. Yeah, LSU could turn Mizzou over like 35 times in this game. Uh, Kai also in the – well, actually not also. Extra board, Ryan A. Presbyterian at UNC Asheville. A couple people were curious about this one. I don't have a super strong take. Do you have anything here?
2: I don't have a super strong take. My gut says plus four might be a tad high, but I really like this Asheville team. I've been higher on them than the market all year for better or for worse. Yeah.
1: Presbyterian as a dog usually intrigues me. but I do, They're athletic.
2: Yeah. yeah. Long athletic team. Uh,
1: his other question was Stetson at North Florida. And we don't really know what, what's going on with North Florida's lineup. Placer and Hendrickson have been out. They played well without them, but then they just got absolutely pounded in a rivalry game by Jacksonville, the juggernaut that is Jacksonville. So I don't have much there. Maybe lean towards the under if those guys are out, but not super strong. Uh, Matt, Matt Arch asking about Furman in the Citadel over. I believe Furman had like 120 points in the last game. They scored crazy efficiently. I was driving back from Arizona and I checked the score like one time. Holy cow. They have so many points. Uh, do you see the over happening again here? Uh, here's why
0: I don't. Citadel's recent games have been much lower possession. I think Duggar's experimenting with some zone, and it's like deflating the tempo ever so slightly because he's like so like embarrassed by his defense. So I think there's a pace reduction there that does not play well for the over.
1: All right, we got about three more here. Kai, another one in the Ivy League. Max knows bets likes Penn. I kind of like him too, but I don't know. Hard to figure.
2: Uh, yeah, on the road, these Ivy home courts are small. So any home court advantage is not there. So I lean towards Penn as well.
1: Yeah, I think Dartmouth is still mathematically alive for the 4C, but they'd have to leap Cornell and Harvard, which is is rather difficult. Uh, all right, Matt, does Dayton keep winning by a billion points? They're at LaSalle. They've been rolling, really increasing their quality metrics, lurking in the bubble conversation. I kind of think they blow them out, but I don't know. What do you, you usually like LaSalle more than I do.
0: Yeah, I do, um, but I, I'm kind of sick of this out. They suck. I think Dayton smacks them. My the only concern is that it's a young team on the road, maybe get like a shockingly, you know, head-scratching,
1: weird effort. So that's my only concern. I think Dayton's the better team by far. Uh, Kai, Tulsa at East Carolina for Max knows bets. This, I mean, kind of the dregs, or the bottom dwellers in the yeah. American. East Carolina's better, but is the price right to lay it?
2: Uh, I'd probably lean towards ECU at minus one and a half. Nothing's strong though, Jim. It's it's short, very, very short.
1: All right, Matt, one more 8-10 uh, question for you. Davidson, not been great as a big favorite, especially laying double digits. Fordham, been super, super feisty, even without Quisenberry. What do you think on this one?
0: It's been bet up from 11 and a half to 13. I think it's the right move. Uh, you got to check on, yeah, Quisenberry there. And I don't really care if Foster Lawyer plays guy. It's almost like it doesn't matter. But um, no, I think Davidson's maximum.
1: Uh, and I'm just seeing Murray State in Southeast Missouri uh, in the chat, I, Missouri or Murray off that big, big win could, could have an emotional letdown, but they're going for undefeated in that league. I kind of think they're still dialed. Uh, they're just on a yeah. different level right now, so I'm not going to fade them. Uh, and then there, were, uh, Tom Williams asked about Clemson to BC. I'm going to hit it in best bets in a second here, but Matt, let's go to you for your best bet. The boys of Youngstown. Uh, I have a lot of action on the horizon
0: link today in general. There's a lot of good situational spots, but the top four seeds having already secured their place for that double buy, Dover uh, Kentucky falls into that mix. Um, I just like Youngstown. It's a team that can mix and match defenses. It's a coach i like that can adapt to the NKU zone. Um, so yeah, I've been fading Youngstown a lot. So it feels good to actually come back around Kaya on a team. I've lost a lot of money against. I hope they deliver for me now that I'm riding in their corner. So plus five and a half eggs, the current price.
2: I think you get six, man. I think I'm I'll seeing take six. six at Bet Rivers. I'll take yeah. six. Fantastic. Well, thank you, Bet Rivers. God bless you. Love it. Uh, my turn. You, yeah, I'm Kathy. staying in the Horizon. I'm staying the exact same line, and you're not going to like these oh, guys. Oh, how adorable! I'm taking Milwaukee plus six. Yeah, Milwaukee. The Good Land, Algonquin hmm. for Milwaukee. Yeah, hmm.
1: <laughs> Jim's barfing. Um, this is the anti-spinny hat play by you.
2: Illinois-Chicago is bad. Uh, the last few games, they beat Green Bay by four at home. They uh, were taken to overtime by Robert Warren They lost by nine to Youngstown State. They beat IUPUI by three at home. Uh, not impressive. Lathon, Jordan Lathan missed last game for Milwaukee. He should be back. It was an illness. I, I assume he's going to be back in the lineup. And it's a revenge spot. UIC beat Milwaukee at Milwaukee. I think Milwaukee went out right, but I will certainly take plus six.
1: Love it. Uh, well, I don't know if I love it, but hey, I wish you well. Yeah, I don't uh, Arkansas, Arkansas minus two and a half. We did decide was what we were locking in there. Moorhead, SIU, Edwardsville, under 130 and a half. And BC, Boston College, I think at the updated price, saw minus one pre-show, seeing minus one still. I think they knock off Clemson. PJ, Hull, PJ Hall likely still out. Hunter Tyson definitely still out. I think BC is feisty enough to win that one. So that is my three-pack for the day. Hey, that wraps it up, guys. Games are starting. Do you get minus one, Jim? Minus one? Minus on one, BC? yep.
2: Uh, oh, yeah, J Rush. Middle Tennessee, Western Kentucky. I think Western Kentucky wins. Boom. I like That's my... the tops. I'm yep. with you. Oh, yeah. I like oh, the I tops.
1: Joe Simone, VCU. Love VCU. I think it's the same as Bonaventure. They need the big, big, big wins, and they blow them out. Boom. Well, hey,
0: fellas. Uh, well done today. Uh, ladies and gents, thank you for tuning in. Another Spinny Saturday episode in the books. We're off tomorrow, back on Monday at the usual time. Be sure to check out the Twitter Pin we will have the schedule updated, but we should keep the timing and schedule fairly consistent um, with some changes coming down the road when we get into uh, the heart of March. Till that time, good luck to end your bets. Come back and join us on Monday.